Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Of the 66 express lanes set to open to traffic today, going westbound anyway. An update on the controversial revision to Virginia's K-12 curriculum. I'm Shana Stulen. Gates on Wall, on Wall Street at the closing bell Friday. The Dow was up almost 200. Good morning, 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Mary Rubin in New York. Attorney General Merrick Garland has named a special counsel to oversee two Justice Department investigations into former President Donald Trump. CBS's Catherine Herridge. Special counsel is brought in by the Justice Department when they feel the standard or routine handling of a criminal investigation might present or have the perception of a conflict of interest. In this particular case, I've spoken with two former attorneys for former President Trump. They believe it's an indicator that the department may have sufficient evidence to bring criminal charges. And former President Trump himself called it baseless and a witch hunt. The plows are out in Buffalo trying to keep up with the snowfall. CBS's Tanya Rivero reports. With schools and businesses shut down, some braved the elements for a little recreation, while crews at Buffalo's International Airport worked against the heavy snow to keep the runways clear. When you see that wall of snow, it's insane. It's indescribable. And some places have five feet of snow and more is falling three inches an hour in some places. Police in Moscow, Idaho, have a timeline in the stabbing murders of four college students. But CBS's Christina Ruffini says no suspect. I think it's always likely that the investigators know more than they're talking about. Today, Moscow police put out a plea for surveillance video or any tips. They also released an updated timeline showing where all four victims were in the hours before the attacks. At a party, a bar and a food truck all returned home at 1:45 in the morning shortly before they were murdered a judge in Atlanta sides with Georgia Democrats clearing the way for early voting on the Saturday after Thanksgiving for the runoff between Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Thomas Cox rules Georgia code barring Saturday voting two days after a holiday does not specifically apply to runoffs. Uzoma and Quanta argued for Georgia Democrats the state's top election official had made a last minute about base. Up until last week, the general understanding among Georgia voters and county boards of elections, including the secretary even, was that the law does permit voting on the Saturday. Assistant State Attorney General Charlene McGowan says it was not political. I think that was what they believed to be true at the time. Those statements were made in good faith. The Senate runoff concludes December 6th. Veronica Waters for CBS News Atlanta. Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes was sentenced to more than 11 years in jail for fraud and conspiracy for lying about her blood startups technology and financials to investors. She now has 14 days to appeal. This is 
is CBS News. People who shop at Diamonds Direct for diamonds and engagement rings can't believe the prices. They blew everybody else out of the water. I saved between $1,500 and $2,000. Came here first, got a really good price, went around everywhere else, and it wasn't really even close. I looked online. I'd actually shopped a couple of local stores. They could not begin to touch the size, the quality, or the pricing. Crazy the deal that we got. Couldn't believe I was able to get into a ring like this. Of all the places that I visited, everybody from mom and pop shops to wholesalers to local franchisees, nobody could compete from a pricing standpoint with Diamonds Direct. It's because Diamonds Direct is a true direct diamond importer with special access to the world's most exquisite diamonds. No middleman markups and a commitment to beat any price, anywhere, anytime. Whether it be duty-free in the Caribbean or other countries, Diamonds Direct prices have beaten everything I've looked at. At least 20% lower than what we had been looking at at other stores. They blew everybody else out of the water. Get the engagement ring of her dreams at the price you deserve. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Diamonds Direct WTOP at 204. It's Saturday morning. We made it to the weekend, everybody. 19th of November, 2022. Glad you're with us. Rain with some possible snow flurries ending, then clearing. Lows in the 20s and 30s before we're done. 33 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we do right into this Saturday morning together. More surprising developments we turn to at the beginning of this half hour related this morning at WTOP to that explosion and fire locally this week at a condo complex in Gaithersburg. The blast appears to have been touched off by a man who took his own life. The man whose body was found in the rubble is 36-year-old Juan Quizon. Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones says Quizon left a suicide note and family members feared he may be suicidal. We have no information to believe that Mr. Quizon intended for other individuals to be injured or harmed in this particular incident. Some kind of accelerant may have also been used to start this fire. Dogs hit on something going through the rubble. The investigation is continuing. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Now, if you or someone you know is experiencing extreme loneliness, anxiety, or depression, you can simply call or text the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 988 Help is always available. Again, for help, call or text the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Three simple numbers, 988. Help is always available. WTOP at 205 on your Saturday morning. Montgomery County has done an audit now on how police can improve their service. The goal here, they say, is to balance support for residents and officers alike. Some of the major highlights from the recent audit include more training, de-escalation, and addressing mental health. It's more expensive to manage when we keep shuffling people to a jail rather than finding alternatives. County Executive Mark Elrich. So we'll be proposing additional supports for the mental health teams. We're also going to be proposing, in this county, re-establishing mental health clinics in the community. The audit was conducted by the organization Effective Law Enforcement for All, another big area, data collection. Elrich says they need to improve how data is analyzed. Other recommendations include a focus on assessing the needs of officers' mental and physical health. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. WTOP News, time now 206. There is a new option for drivers that could be available as soon as this Saturday morning. The westbound I-66 express lanes between the Beltway and Route 28 in Centerville are scheduled to open today. 
The eastbound lanes of the same 13-mile section, we're told, expected to open by the end of November and could open as early as Tuesday, depending on the weather and other factors. The lanes will be free for drivers with an easy pass flex and at least one passenger in the car. But starting on Monday, December 5th, heads up. Drivers will need at least two passengers to drive toll-free on any part of the 66 express lanes inside or outside the Beltway. WTOP at 207, an update on traffic and weather a minute away. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALE69 for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code SA. SALE69. Use code SALE69 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. It's Saturday, November 19th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. 2.08 in the morning on WTOP. Glad you're with us. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us this weekend morning in the WTLP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We start in Maryland with crash activities and an investigation southbound I-97 through Millersville. The crash activity before the ramps for Crane Highway. All traffic has been at a stop for better than an hour now and will not be let go anytime soon. Follow police direction. Hopefully they're going to have a workaround for the people trapped in the backup. But this is going to be a crash investigation. Southbound 97 before exit 7. New crash on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. It's going to be almost halfway between Powder Mill Road and NASA Goddard with one into the median. So some off-road activity to go along with it. Southbounders getting by single right. Northbounders should be able to get by without much delay now. The earlier crash, 270 southbound. Near 109, Hyattstown, exit 22. That has been cleared from the roadway. To Virginia we go, and again, we still have a report that lanes are blocked westbound on Route 7 near Ashburn Village Boulevard. Hopefully they've got you riding the ramps to get around that crash now into its third hour of activity. The new crash being reported through McLean is going to be on the Dulles Connect Road, Route 267 westbound near 123, exit 19, with caution for what may be in the roadway. 66, yes, the westbound work's still there after Nutley Street with a right lane getting by. And on the Capitol Beltway, hoping for the steam-generated cameras to show me, yes, we are still getting by the work zone after Gallows Road with a right lane getting by. But again, expecting stoppages for overhead work. The other work zone on the inner loop is going to be after 123. That's a right lane to get by. Outer loop after the Legion Bridge, one left lane gets by. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit FitzMall.com. Transparency you can trust. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. I hope you have the coat ready for the weekend because, boy, are you going to need it. The coat, the hat, the gloves, whatever you got because temperatures will be falling. Only 45 on Saturday. Most areas in the low 40s. But it gets even colder on Sunday. Sunday, I'm going for a high of 39. Wind chills in the 20s all day with winds gusting to 30 miles per hour. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 35 in Roslyn as well in Farragut Square. 33 in Laurel. 
And if I can click here, I can tell you we are down to 33 now at our nation's capital. Saturday morning, November 19th, the 2 a.m. hour. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. This check brought to you this hour by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 211. There's going to be a pause locally on Virginia's controversial revision to history curriculum for grades K through 12 after pushback. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 The state's Board of Education, including five members appointed by Governor Glenn Youngkin, voting there for more time, more time for the Department of Education to change the changes they presented to what students learn about history and social sciences. Superintendent Jillian Ballas says she wants to make sure the public understands that certain items that weren't in the streamlined update never disappeared. They were just part of a separate curriculum framework. There'd been a lot of pushback to the most recent history standards update when it was presented earlier this week. Critics said it whitewashed history. Supporters said it instilled critical thinking while still teaching about the country's painful past. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. WTOP News time now to 11. Police use of force has sparked nationwide protest and ignited debates about police funding and reform. But a new study on this issue by the Police Executive Research Forum finds the debate apparently has put very little focus on an important facet, how new police officers are trained in all of this. This morning, Mark Berman, who covers law enforcement and criminal justice for The Washington Post, which obtained an advanced copy of the PERF report, as it's called, for more insights into the study, he says, was conducted during a very pivotal time in the debate over police use of force. It was actually sent out pretty much right around the time the pandemic began in March 2020. And then the results were coming in over the months that followed, which meant that they were getting survey results from police leaders across the country during the months when we saw George Floyd killed in Minneapolis and then nationwide protests spread uh, following that. A top-line finding of the report is that the system was really built to train officers quickly and cheaply. So what kind of training are they getting and what are they missing? So what a lot of police officers get across the country and what tends to really be something very common from place to place is a lot of the same types of training. They get training in defensive tactics to keep them to keep themselves safe. They get training in firearms tactic, tactics. They get classroom training. But what's missing, according to experts who have studied this, is, you know, police go into communities and while they say, this is something the report says, while it's important for them to know how to use their weapon properly, at the same time, a lot of what police do on the day on a daily basis is communicate with people. They communicate with people in the community. They have to deal with people in crisis. And they say that's the type of training that really needs to be ramped up to properly prepare officers for heading onto America's streets. So does the PERF report make any recommendations on how to improve things? It does. One thing the report notes is that nationwide, there's essentially no standardized set of training for police, that there's hundreds of these training academies and that the the responsibilities and the, the things they have to do from state to state can really vary widely. So one thing they call for is a national set of standards. They recommend that there be some sort of some sort of baseline look at this across the country that they can put out there. They also recommend putting in more time and thinking through what kind of training actually works because they say one thing that we don't know is exactly what kind of training is the best for officers before they head into the head to the job is it problematic at all that uh, these police recruits are not getting the training they need and they have these high-powered military paramilitary style weapons 
You know, that's obviously something that's a, that's a real point of contention in a lot of places. After lots of uses of force, you hear a lot of the, the departments say, well, we just need to improve training, we're to improve training. And obviously they get the training in firearms, but what they may not have as much training in is how to deal with somebody before it might escalate to that state. Mark Berman covers law enforcement and criminal justice for The Washington Post, talking there with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has given working adults like you the opportunity to build your next success. Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs in career-relevant fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more. Plus, we offer 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, and lifetime career services. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Saturday morning, November 19th. Welcome into WTOP Sports Time. Indeed, this early hour on the weekend, 2.15, and here's Frankie. On the night the Wizards celebrated the Big Three, they celebrate by holding Miami scoreless from the field in overtime. They didn't score that many points either, just five total points in overtime. But the Wizards hold off the undermanned Miami Heat 107-106. Wizards uh, were very lackluster for three quarters. Turned it on, down 15, came back and get the win in overtime. 107-106, Bradley Beal 27 points. For the Wizards, who honored the big three of Antoine Jameson, Gilbert Arenas, and Karan Butler at halftime for their glory days here in D.C. Men's College Basketball, Heavy Hearts, Virginia beats Baylor 86-75. Georgetown falls to Loyola Marymount 84-66. Howard lost to Wyoming 78-71. GW winner beating Maryland Eastern Shores 69-64. Virginia Tech over Penn State 61-59. In overtime, Navy gets by UC San Diego 78-69. George Mason, a loser to Boston College. Washington Commanders reportedly disciplining a handful of players for violating a league rule about drinking on a team plane. Did that after that Philadelphia Eagles victory on Monday night, but the league says it will take no further action. NFL sending a memo to every team reminding them of the rule that any violations would result in significant discipline. Commanders at the Texans on Sunday. Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 217 on WTOP Saturday morning. Among the top stories the T.O.P. were following for you this weekend morning, it appears this week's condo building explosion and fire locally in Gaithersburg was no accident. Investigators say this morning a man found dead in that wreckage, apparently died of smoke inhalation and burns and left a suicide note behind. Also, a dog trained to sniff out accelerants actually alerted the police at the scene. The Washington commanders have now agreed, we're told, to return security deposits to former season ticket holders and pay a $250,000 fine. In a settlement with the state of Maryland, the team has 30 days to return fans' deposits as part of the arrangement announced recently by Maryland's attorney general. And a federal judge has sentenced disgraced Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes to more than 11 years for duping investors in the failed startup that promised to revolutionize blood testing. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Where the time now is 2.17. Today, this Saturday, in case you didn't know, is World Toilet Day. And no, this is not a joke. For many people around the world, including right here in our area, in fact, potty planning 
is serious business. Toilets are, are one of those places where in public space we have a little privacy and we can take care of things we need. That's Sean Schaffner with the Poop Project. The group's been raising awareness over the availability of toilets and sustainable sanitation since 2010. Schaffner's also one of the organizers behind Lou Aid at the D.C. Comedy Loft, a comedy fundraising event for Saturday's World Toilet Day. Learn more about it at WTOP.com. Matt Small, WTOP News. World Toilet Day is actually recognized and observed by the U.N. to raise awareness of the the $3.6 billion people without access to managed sanitation. Keep that in mind. Saturday morning, November 19th. Glad you're with us. 2.18 in the morning on WTOP. Over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. One door closes, another door opens. We start in Virginia with better news from Ashburn. Virginia State Authority is telling us that the crash westbound on Route 7 near Ashburn Village Boulevard has cleared travel lanes have reopened. Waiting for some sort of an update from 267 Dulles Connector Road. Westbound crash was reported near 123. No cameras in usually well-cameraed Virginia. So, again, we're flying blind here. Tell us what you're seeing there or anywhere at 866-304-WTOP. On 66, all the work zones still present and accounted for. On the Capitol Beltway, still moving through our work zone on the inner loop after Gallows Road, but we do expect more stoppages for the overhead sign work. In Maryland, two serious issues now. We have one on I-97 of some longstanding and will be of more longstanding. The southbound crash investigation right before exit 7 for Crane Highway and traffic stopped and follow police direction. How they're getting you around that, still something of a mystery. On the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, this is going to be almost halfway between Powder Mill Road and Nassagata Road, or, uh, Nas- the Nassagata Space Center. We already had one crash with one into the median. Then there was another crash immediately thereafter. And now both lanes southbound on the parkway are blocked by the crash and the response. Hopefully they're going to get this out of the roadway as soon as they can. But for the moment, southbound lanes are blocked on the BW Parkway. On 95, it's drama-free between the beltways. 50 across the Bay Bridge, two-way traffic on the eastbound span travels without delay. Capital Beltway through Montgomery and Prince George's counties, incident-free. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking more cold, making its way across our region. Highs on your Saturday in the low to mid-40s, so make sure you bundle up. But the real cold comes on Sunday. We're looking at 20 to 30 mile-per-hour winds, and the wind chill will be in the 20s all day. I'm going for a high temperature of only 39 in the city. That means most areas staying below 40. Coldest day we've seen since February. On Monday, going for a high of 48. Tuesday, Looking a lot better. Sunshine, high temperature, 53. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. Right now, we're at, if I can click here, there we go, 35 degrees in DuPont Circle, 29 in Germantown this morning, 31 in Annandale. We're at 33 degrees in Holding in our nation's capital. This check brought to you this morning by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. New Look Home Design. Dot com. Check them out. Stick around the Political Weekend Review with Michelle Sindor coming up on WTOP this morning. This is WTOP News. For the time now is 221. Glad you're with us spending the weekend. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Times are tough with inflation pressures dingling many wallets these days, but some are finding a little relief locally in Prince George's County. Folks lining up for one of the county's annual holiday food giveaway events, and the turkeys are already gone. 
I am eligible for food stamps if my food stamps don't last a month. Brenda Hayes is retired and says the financial struggle is real. The bags of turkey, fresh veggies, and other staples will help ease the financial strain to keep food on the table. County Community Relations Director Unisha Davis says COVID hit folks hard, then things started getting better. But then with the inflation coming up and just other costs and other things of life that come up, now you're seeing more people say, hey, I need help too. Ms. Brenda says she plans to pay it forward. Live alone, so I'm going to share some of this food with my neighbors in need. In Fort Washington, Liz Anderson, WTOP News. Just days after Donald Trump made it clear this week that he wants to return to the White House, comes important news this week from Attorney General Merrick Garland regarding federal investigations related to the former president. Garland has formally named a special counsel to oversee the Justice Department's investigations of classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago, as well as possible interference with the transfer of power after the 2020 presidential election. And this has also, of course, been an earth-shaking week in Congress with Republicans set to gain control of the House next year and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi formally announcing that she will step aside from Democratic leadership. This morning, for the Political Weekend Review, we turn to Yamiche Alcindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS, who digs deeper for us. In some ways, I wonder, when you think about sort of the timing of this, whether or not the decision by former President Trump to run for president, whether or not that that has impacted sort of the DOJ's decision here. Of course, it's not. I don't have any reporting that shows that, but it does tell you in some ways that this is a DOJ that wants to make sure it is as independent as possible. We have now Mayor Garland naming a man named Jack Smith, who's going to serve as a special counsel here. Again, there are a number of probes into former President Trump, so Jack Smith is going to have his work cut out for him. But it really, again, underscores that even as former President Trump announced that he's running for president, he has a lot of legal challenges ahead. And this is a DOJ that is saying very clearly no one is above the law. And Mayor Garland said that again. We heard the big news from Nancy Pelosi. The House Speaker is deciding not to run for that post again. There are many interesting things to plumb here. One, of course, being that she was a historic figure as the first woman House Speaker. And also, not just her importance in that role, but what happens next in terms of leadership? Well, this is a systemic, big, just huge change for the Democratic Party. Nancy Pelosi, having been elected to Congress in 1987, has really been part of the face of the Democratic Party when it comes to congressional leadership. She's been serving in leadership for something like two decades. As most folks know, she was the first woman elected Speaker of the House. And really, not only was she historic because of the fact that she made history because of her gender, but also because of the way that she was able to command control of her party. She both had fierce loyalty from Democrats while also having them fear her her a bit. And she was really someone who could whip votes. She never lost the House floor vote. If she put a bill on the House floor, she knew that it was going to pass, which is remarkable. And what you see here, really even hearing from some Republicans who maybe quietly will say it, is a lot of admiration for the fact that she was able to get done what she was able to get done. It is a big change because for Democrats, it's not just Nancy Pelosi, but it's also Jim Clyburn and Steny Hoyer, her number two and three, who are also going to be stepping away. And it seems as though there's going to be this breath of fresh air, breath of a new generation of Democratic leaders that are going to have a lot of challenges on their hand because they are going to be in the minority, even though Republicans have a slim majority in the House, they're going to be the ones that are going to have to try to protect 
protect their interests and their priorities while also not having the power of being in the majority. I think it's going to be an interesting time for Democrats. And I think it also in some ways is they're creating questions on the Republican side in terms of generational shifts. We saw, of course, Mitch McConnell get challenged and survive that challenge for his seat as GOP leader in the Senate. But it really, in some ways, really does tell you that this is a big sea change for her party. With the Political Week in Review, that's Michelle Sandor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS, talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. The time now, Saturday morning, November 19th. Welcome to the weekend. Is 2.25 Money News at 25 and 55. Jeff Claybaugh with us this early hour to wrap your business week. The Dow finished Friday's session up 199 points. It was unchanged for the week. The National Association of Realtors says existing home sales fell almost 6% in October, the ninth straight monthly decline. Fidelity says the average 401k balance at the end of the third quarter was down 23% from a year ago. A Chicago company is bringing its donut tours to D.C. The walking tours include neighborhood history talks and make several stops at donut shops. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Diamonds Direct is great. It's the first jewelry place that I walked into and was blown away by. Former pro football offensive tackle Mitch Schwartz talking about his jewelry store, Diamonds Direct. You're getting the best quality and the most for your dollar, and I think Diamonds Direct does that as good as I've ever seen in the jewelry world. Mitch and his wife, Brooke, love the selection.